0: This is episode 11 of the No Limits Podcast. Our show sponsor today is actually also our guest today, Mountain Tough Fitness Lab. Mountain Tough Fitness Lab is a complete workout of body, mind, and soul delivered in an online format. This is unlike anything you've ever seen before. The whole program is designed to increase strength, endurance, as well as mental toughness, which is huge. These workouts are designed to get us over any mental obstacles that we put in front of ourselves. There are exercises or activities that we can't do now and we think that we'll never have the ability to do. For me, it's pull-ups and running. Uh, Through the Mountain Tough program, I'm doing what I thought I would just never be able to do. The workouts themselves are laid out in a sequence that blends and scales activities to step up your capabilities by guys who understand the human body and mind. These are Army Rangers and Navy SEALs who understand the capabilities of a human being. A lot of the folks that go through the Mountain Tough program are backcountry hunters in mountain terrains, uh, chasing doll sheep and elk up and down mountains. Uh, And they find that they're able to go deeper and further than they ever thought they could, but you don't need to be a backcountry hunter to participate. You don't even need to be a hunter, period. You simply just have to want to be in better shape physically and mentally. Uh, I know when you have increased capacity, you perform better at everything you do, whatever that is, work, family, running around, chasing your kids, whatever. It's awesome. Uh, Program one is their winter training. It's specifically designed to pack on serious strength during the winter months. It focuses on functional strength, uh, muscular endurance and work capacity, cardiovascular uh, endurance training, mobility and injury prevention, uh, cardio progression for long distance movement under heavy loads. Uh, they have beginner, intermediate and elite options tailored to your individual fitness level. The program evolves as you evolve, as you get stronger and faster and lighter and leaner. uh the options uh, from beginner to intermediate to elite will progress with you. Program 2, Summer and Spring, is designed con- to condition you for longer duration hunts in challenging terrains. It includes a mental toughness focus, a dynamic sport-specific uh, prioritization, endurance, stamina, and agility training, body control training, symmetry and asymmetry training, focused strength foundation phases, uh, and again, beginner, intermediate, and elite options. They're tailored to your individual fitness levels. Uh, there are videos to show you how to complete every single exercise properly, which is important. Uh, we ta- actually talk about that today, the importance of maintaining proper form, uh, finishing the exercises. There's, there's great information within the blog. And the really cool thing is they have built a community of guys and gals just like us all different fitness levels, whether they're beginners, intermediates, elites, um, it's a community of folks that interact and motivate us as we go through the program. It's great. I love it. Mountain Tough Fitness Lab was founded by Dustin Diefenderfer to help individuals become more mentally tough, believing this is the key for them to reach their specific personal and professional goals. He built Mountain Tough Fitness Lab to be the best in the world at mental toughness ultimately so his customers can have a better life. Uh, Dustin's area of expertise uh, includes ultra running, mountain, and hunting conditioning. Dustin has com- uh, completed numerous ultra marathons and marathons, running 12 marathons in one year to support his missionary work in Africa. He has spent his entire life pursuing his passions in the mountains of the western United States. Uh, Dustin is a National Academy of Sports Medicine certified personal trainer, so the dude knows what he's talking about. And his overall philosophy is based on work ethic, grit, and helping his clients learn to be comfortable being uncomfortable. We talk about what that means on the podcast today. What does it mean to be comfortable being uncomfortable when we get outside of our comfort zones is where we grow. And that's what his overall philosophy is based on. Our Murgundician is a retired military officer and army ranger. He's led some of the toughest and best soldiers in the world, trained rangers and paratroopers, and taught physical education at the United States Military Academy, West Point. He believes in pushing the limits of physical, mental, and emotional endurance to find the strength to turn walls into hurdles and ceilings into floors. I think that's awesome. He's a a husband, a father, and a master coach whose passion is helping others drive through their challenges. Learn that boundaries can be crossed and, and get stronger in every aspect of their lives, physically, mentally, and spiritually. Uh, Dustin and Ara join me today and talk about the Mountain Tough program, what it's all about, and how it can benefit us wherever we are physically, mentally, or emotionally. They are super motivating dudes. It was a great conversation, so get ready to be motivated to improve mind, body, and soul with Dustin and Ara from Mountain Tough Fitness Lab. All right. So, I appreciate you guys jumping on with me. I know how busy you guys are. so You bet. And I know how tough it's got to be. You guys are in Bozeman, right? We are. Sorry about that. <laughs> hey, that hey, must, hey, hey. That must... <laughs> no, that's total sarcasm. <laughs> because that is one gorgeous, gorgeous area to live in.
1: Yeah, it's pretty amazing.
0: I mean... It just there's I don't know, man. I'm from the flatlands of Louisiana below sea level and you guys are not. So it's awesome. But hey, why don't we uh why don't we just start with a little uh background? Um Dustin, just tell us a little bit about yourself. You know, who are you? Where'd you grow up? What was that like? Just uh kind of want to get a feel for who you are and and what you're doing, and and listeners can will just kind of go around the room and and give an idea of who you guys are.
1: For sure. So my name is Dustin Diefenderfer. I'm the founder of Mountain Tough Fitness Lab. We're here in Bozeman, and I'm a Montana kid. Grew up in Montana. Um, grew up in Billings, which is a little more flat than Bozeman, two hours to the east, and grew up as a passionate backcountry elk hunter so have been bow hunting in the mountains of montana with my dad ever since i could and came to bozeman for college and um just fell in love with the mountains and the backcountry that that bozeman has to offer it's so nice up there man it's a it's a nice place and oh, so i really got kind of to the idea of, of mountain tough because of that bow hunting backcountry background and um in the gym was always looking for ways on how i could increase my performance in the mountains and a lot of that led to ultra running because ultra running through the mountains seemed like a really obvious way to get better at elk hunting and it it certainly was but it led to a lot of lack of strength and so mm-hmm. you, your endurance is through the roof, but when you have to carry out a hundred pound pack, your strength is down. And so now, um, all
0: the, so, so for people that don't know, ultra running is just like, instead of running around on the track or running around the neighborhood, that's like running through the woods, like a bear's chasing you. Right. <laughs> is that there- correct?
1: <laughs> okay. And, if you, and you've got Dustin behind you. It is like a bear's chasing you. Roger that. I got you. They don't. I think the definition of an ultra is longer than a marathon. So, marathons are 26.2. An ultra is anything longer than that. And so, 26.2 feet?
0: Because <laughs> now you're talking my language.
1: 26.2 miles. So, Roger. most ultras are going to be a 50K or a 50 miler. Now, there's a lot of 100 milers, but. Mm. Um, the you know the amazing part is they're all in the mountains so you, you know you'll run through different areas of colorado wyoming utah montana you know all up at eight nine thousand ten thousand feet yeah. so, so that part was cool but you know that loss of strength really struck me as, as a hunter and so then i did a lot more strength training and then you get really slow and bulky and it actually starts to be a little detrimental to your ability to move through the mountains. Mm-hmm. And then I dabbled in CrossFit, and CrossFit is awesome in the community aspect of it. Aspect of it, I just fell in love with the right. the fellowship and brotherhood of showing up every night and seeing your buddies and harassing each other and supporting each other. And that's really what led to this idea. I think. CrossFit had enough endurance for the backcountry hunter, and so that's where this idea of Mountain Tough was born, is, is how can we build the right amount of endurance, strength, and stamina um, and put that all in one package. That's really kind of where we started out.
0: Because that's really the mix, <laughs> right? I mean, it's, it's strength, it's endurance workouts, but with a, a, a strong focus on, 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 uh, on cardio which that just, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm a pretty strong guy. Um, yeah. but oh my gosh, dude caught my cardio was like,
1: yeah, <clears throat> it's yeah. a ba it's definitely a balance. You know, there's definitely multiple pillars going on.
0: Yeah. And so Aura, how, how did you guys meet and how did you get hooked up into this whole project? Because for the guys that, for the guys and gals that watch the workouts, um, the the guy explaining everything to you that is super comfortable in front of a camera just like a game show host i I mean the dude is just it's like i'm you know because we we do a lot of short films and stuff i'm like man i wish i was that comfortable in front of a camera but ara that's you so talk about like kind of where where what's your what's your story and where'd you grow up and how'd you get hooked up with dustin on this whole amazing project
2: yeah, I am definitely the ugly guy of the group, and I'm the one that you guys are stuck with on the camera. And I and I, and I understand that it just it's the it's the nature of the beast. Um, but the cool thing is, yeah, I met Dustin actually in the gym. I'm an ex military officer, and um, I've always been passionate about fitness. I was very fortunate to be in one of the ranger battalions as a ranger officer, and then also uh, to serve as a phys ed instructor at West Point. So, uh, fitness has always been a passion of mine. Mm-hmm. I have definitely. I uh, do not have Dustin's background as far as always having been in shape. When I first looked at joining the Army, I was, I mean, athletic, yes. Physically fit, no. Um, failed my first PT test miserably and was pretty much an embarrassment. But um, by the end of that first year, it was definitely looking very different. And from that point on, fitness was a big passion for me inside the Army and out. Um, mm-hmm. I taught it a lot. I really instilled it because it's such its such a tool especially when you look beyond cardio. And a lot of folks do focus on cardio, or people focus on strength. People do tend to gravitate towards that which they're good at and that which is easiest uh, for them. And so the key thing in the military was to bust that paradigm. And even in the military, we had to bust that paradigm quite a bit. Guys get kind of uh, tracked into what they're comfortable with and what they're good at, and they get really good at that one thing and not necessarily at everything. And, and mm-hmm. we needed soldiers to be able to do everything. Um, and so – Fitness was a big part of that, a big component of that. So, Dustin and I used to see each other in gym all the time here. I did not grow up in Montana. I grew up moving around a lot of different places. Um, I got stationed here in 2006. And it's and it's interesting. You can put a person in Montana. You can person take a person out of Montana. But it's hard to get Montana out of that person. And so, right. uh, while I went back east for a couple of years, you just couldn't get Montana out. And, I, and my family and I wanted to come back. So, we came back. And as Dustin started talking about, about Mountain Tough, I was naturally really excited about it. I love the potential of it. I love the I love what hunters do because hunters have – there's so much, um, I guess, parallel between what hunters do and what soldiers do. Mm-hmm. Uh, soldiers do it for a longer period of time, for more of a lifetime, but uh, lifestyle. But as I used to tell soldiers, listen, fitness and being a soldier is one component of what you do. The PT test, for example, that the Army soldiers take twice a year – that is one component of what you do. It is one event along the road. You don't train for that one event. You train to be the best soldier in all areas you can possibly be. You train to be the best father or the husband you can possibly be. The PT test is one event that you will smoke along the road of your journey. Uh, and as the course of, two, of, of the six-month period comes up, you train for it for a few weeks. But it's just a detour. And I see so many parallels with hunters. I mean, the hunters are... They need to be the best at what they do, and hunting is one event along the course of that journey. It's 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 three months out of the year for some, maybe longer for others. You crush it for that season, but you still need to be in shape the rest of the season. It's one major event along the journey. Your father, the rest of the time, your mother, you're a husband or a wife, you're an employee or a boss. You have so many things you do, and there's so many parallels to the fact that. Hunting is a major event. You do need to be ready for it, but it's just one of many. So we loved it. We teamed up and uh, kind of took it from there. We brought in Jimmy and Alex, who were phenomenal, and and uh, and just started taking that passion out. Yeah. So you said when Dustin had the idea or
0: kind of brought this Mountain Tough idea to you, Dustin, where did that come from? What was
1: um, kind of the the you know the catalyst for that? I think it was a couple different things. You know, one of them was we were training a lot of individuals here in Bozeman. Without, um, you know, we were training a lot of individuals originally on this concept of mountain tough, and it just it just blew up. And at first, it was just an experiment. It was, you know, let's let's train individuals in this way of the optimal mental toughness. Um, stamina, endurance, and strength that we believe is important for a backcountry hunter, and it was a test. We wanted to see, you know, what would happen, and we were just blown away with with the explosion and the growth that we that we saw right away. And mm. I think I think a big component of that was, you know, one thing that that we haven't talked about yet, but is a cornerstone of everything we do is is mental toughness and so Mm. we you know we believe mental toughness is the game changer and i think that it's the game changer in life and it's the game changer on the mountain and so every single workout every single program every pretty much every single thing that we're going to ask people to do in the gym or online in the app is is designed around boosting improving and making them more mentally tough and I think that component is something that got both Ara and I really excited and something that we were really in alignment on because I think it's something that, you know, the best soldiers in the world have a need. And I think that that's very similar to what a backcountry hunter needs on a, you know, a seven-day Alaska doll sheep hunt. A lot of times you know it's the mental side of things that's going to fail before the physical side of things and so right. that's that's a big emphasis for us
0: well the mental side of it that that bleeds over into everything yep. uh, you know i just i feel better when i finish a workout and i sit down at my desk and i start to work and i get that like cuz my brain is getting oxygen I, my mind is moving and working and functioning the way it's supposed to move and work and function Mm-hmm. When I can't breathe, the only thing that I can think about is where's the air? Yeah, that's the only thing I can think about. Um, and so before a bunch of guys check off or check out of the podcast and go, well, I don't hunt mountains, I'm a duck hunter. Yeah, well, you're fat, you need to listen. Yeah. um, because I don't care if you ride around a boat looking for ducks. I don't care if you if you hunt in fields or marshes, whatever you do. You, you need to take care of yourself. I mean, there are guys out there that are like, well, you know, it's really in for me. I don't go chase doll sheep or I don't go up in the mountains. No, but you do breathe and you do live and you do move and you do have to think. Um, and you do all of those things better when you're not carrying around 50 extra pounds. Yeah. And so talk about some of the other guys, because you, you just mentioned them, but talk about some of the other guys that are partnered with, partnered up with you on this project. Give them some props.
1: Yeah, so we, in addition to Ara and myself, we also have Alex Fickler on the team. So Alex Fickler was nine years as a U.S. Navy SEAL. Who ya. Came back to both From from, a,
0: from an ex-Navy guy, so <laughs> <laughs> hat tip, props, to to the Navy SEAL. <laughs>
1: so he's just a huge asset for the team in terms of the mental toughness training, you know, that he's been through and how we can incorporate and bake that into Mountain Tough. Mm-hmm. And then we also have Jimmy, also Brooke. And Jimmy, we call him the legend because he's, you know, he's been training for, 15 years has trained a lot of different individuals um just to be better humans and he's trained a lot of individuals for you know hunts of a lifetime and everest expeditions and he he's amazing he's really the you know the one that's going to show you what not to do he's really good at uh, tweaking your form helping you Mm -hmm. you know master different techniques and so the the team is amazing we feel really really blessed
2: yeah, you, and, you go ahead, R. And Joe, I was going to jump in on something you mentioned too. For some of your listeners, you talked about the fact that we don't necessarily go mountain hunting, or we don't hunt sheep, and and we are on boats. One of the things about mental toughness that Dustin and I really hone in on is, and it's important. Alex has this background, uh, as do I, coming from the Rangers. Is is the mental toughness really is part of what takes out the variables? You mentioned it yourself when you when you're sucking for air. You know, you the only thing you're thinking about is breathing for air. And so, mm-hmm. yes. Your physical fitness is huge in eliminating that but mental toughness is about eliminating the barriers. so even when you are actually really hurting for air your ability to function your ability to think your ability to go beyond where you currently go is a huge part of what we do and even for the guys that don't necessarily go up into the extreme environments in a swamp and i've spent a lot of time in swamps it is an extreme environment things happen Uh, outside your control, really quickly, uh, you you don't control the entire scope of the environment. So your fitness and your ability to handle the variables that you do control, i.e. your handling of stress, your managing of your body, your ability to utilize oxygen, your ability to lift yourself, your partner, your child, whatever it is, or Mm -hmm. even get the boat out of a bad spot that you're in Mm -hmm. or deal with an injury inside those environments, and the swamps can be extreme. Your ability to handle the variables is a big part of mental toughness. And so even though traditionally guys, maybe in some environments, don't go to mountain type environments, the mental toughness piece is phenomenal and it is critical, especially again, we get older and things break and i've been through multiple surgeries and multiple injuries and again it's mental toughness that allows you to push through those barriers Mm -hmm. as we like to say you turn your ceilings into walls i mean turn your ceilings into floors Mm -hmm. that's a big part of this that goes beyond i think um just hunting specific it goes to life and so i'd encourage your listeners to kind of jump in look some of the stuff we do i think it would be very life-altering for them um it would, it would, it is a huge piece of what I learned early on. It's a big piece of what we utilize in the military, uh, of getting guys prepared and learn the easy way and the hard way. Um, it, it is a life changing piece of what we do.
0: Well, and and so being in the military, you know, we have always said you control what you control the controllables, right, right, and you are more equipped to control those controllables when your brain works, when your body responds and functions. Um, uh, look, I two years ago I was pushing three hundred, <laughs> yeah, and I am not that. talking about like a spot in the movie. I am talking about like <laughs> three hundred lbs. <laughs> um, and it's just you know it's one of those things where uh, that's, one of you guys said it about getting comfortable. Comfort will kill you. Yeah, you have to learn how to be very comfortable being uncomfortable and letting that sense of uncomfort or discomfort or pain or whatever it is be a motivator to get you to a different spot yep. Um. one of the we were talking about some podcasts that we listened to and one of the ones I just I love listening to David Goggins who's another ex-seal um, who just talks about when he starts to worry when he's when he's not uncomfortable and when he's not getting knocked down a ladder or when he's not he uses that as a springboard for motivation to get his ass up off the couch and put it in motion um, and so a lot of the guys that you know you may be listening to this thinking you know yeah I'm a little overweight, but you know what's the big deal look man yeah. it almost killed me because I found out I was diabetic two years ago had no idea didn't run in the family um, none of that stuff yeah and uh, when I got checked into the hospital and they checked my sugar and it was over 600. <laughs> the doctor was like, "I've seen dead people with yep. numbers that aren't as high as yours yep. but it, it I had become extremely comfortable in my job and my performance, uh, you know at work and everything else um, It wasn't until I had something that made me extremely uncomfortable and that is like not breathing anymore and reaching room temperature
1: yep. because
0: my sugar is so high. I mean the clinical term is you're dead, <laughs> um, but it made me make some changes, uh, in what I ate and what I put into my body and what I did with my body. And you know, I got on the scale today. I'm like two thirty seven, and I dro- I dropped a ton of weight, dropped a you know multiple inches off my waist. But I can move now. I can breathe now. I can think. I can go through airports without getting blown out and winded because I do travel a lot for work. Yep. Um. You know, if we're hauling. If we're hauling uh, thirty or forty dozen full body goose decoys out into a field to goose hunt, no problem. If yep. I got to walk across the marsh that's trying to pull your pull your boots off, no problem. Um, the running thing, uh, you guys got me back into that. Which <laughs> the Ibex sucks. 22s <laughs> suck even worse. <laughs> the 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 twenty two challenge with the twenty two. Oh my gosh, anybody that hasn't checked that out, it's just like, it's
1: maddening. The cool thing about the 22s, though, is I'll never forget we brought in the first round of guys to test that program, and it was really funny. They were, because in Bozeman, we're just lucky that we have a lot of, you know, top tier hunting brands with our corporate headquarters here, and so we invited a lot of those guys over to try the 22s, and. I'll never forget, I was talking to Jimmy and Ara, I was like, you know, they'll, we'll probably crank this out in 20, 30 minutes. <laughs> I was like, what What else are we going to do? And, I mean, these are all guys in their 30s that backcountry hunt all the time. Yeah. And they were dying. <laughs> yeah. I was like, oh man, we're not even, we're not going to even get through this thing. And But the coolest part is we ran that same workout on them seven weeks later and it was just night and day difference I mean they flew through that thing no problem isn't that and crazy man it's crazy and, you know now we have guys that will take that work and work out and double it or they'll add weight to it and <laughs> it's just amazing it's amazing <laughs> I'll let you know when I get there okay <laughs> <laughs> I think it's, it's just amazing you know like what the the human body's capable of and we don't even know it I think it's also amazing how fast it can change yeah and I I think like you know the coolest thing for us is that like you were talking about a lot of what we're doing and and when we sit in rooms and and brainstorm we want to see people change their life and we want to see them transform and the programming currently is for backcountry hunting but we know that it's going to change someone's life because we get stories like that every day of people who are overweight or um just struggling in life, and they jump on the program. Even people that are in shape that just need that little extra push, and mm-hmm. it's so cool because now all of a sudden they're ten times more productive at work. They're ten times more engaged with their wife and their kids. They can play with their kids now. They can go on hikes with their kids now that they used to turn down because they were embarrassed or right. So that that stuff just means the world to us, and it's yeah. a really cool part of it.
0: So, Ara, just because we're talking about 22s, I'm going to let Ara jump in and
2: describe to everybody what the 22s are. Well, the 22s, and I'm not sure if it's Dustin or Jimmy, the two of them have been tweaking this thing for a while, but the 22 is basically, it starts with a series of runs. So, you start with a half mile run, and then what you do is you have a series of exercises that you superset. So, for example, push-ups and, say, jump squats. Um, And what it is, is they add up to a total number of 22s. So, you'll do Twenty squats followed by two push-ups. Eighteen squats, four push-ups. You know, weightless squats sense. too, by the way. I mean, and, <laughs> in this case, weightless. And, but as Dustin said, I mean, the guys who've gone through the program. I actually had one come back the other day, and he came to, he came into the lab, and he goes, <laughs> "Hey, I went to visit some friends, and they were." doing the 22s. And I said, hey, good. He said, yeah, I thought it was kind of easy. I said, listen, man, six <laughs> months ago, you were gassing on the floor and whining about the 22s. So yeah. don't complain that other guys are just starting out. But that's kind of how it is. It sounds like a lot. And it is a lot the first time you do it. So you're right. They're weightless in this early phase. Um, and you work it down. So your squats will go all the way down to two. Your pushups are going all the way up to 22. And so it gets consecutively harder. Because your squats are burning and then you get down to halfway and they start getting easier but now your push-ups are burning. When right. you get done with that, you go outside, you run another half mile, you get on the treadmill, then you come back in and now you're doing renegade rows with uh, lunges or reverse lunges. And you can do with lunge squats is a way that we add some intensity to it so you're jumping with the lunge. And so now you're same, same format, 20 and 2, 18, 4, 16, 6, one going down, the other one going up. When you finish that and you will be gassed, then back out the door you go for another half-mile run. The first few times you do it, it is very difficult. For the first program you're in, most guys, they definitely improve by the six-week mark. We'll throw it back in there. We'll do it in the first week or two. Uh, we use it as a, as a tool to, to get your neurons firing the way we want before we put any weight on you. That's why we don't have weights in those. Mm-hmm. So guys really like it because it's a great way of getting you ready to, to lift some weight. Um, it is a smoker. I, I don't care who you are. Um, I haven't seen anybody do that and come back and say that was easy mm-hmm. uh, yet to meet anybody to do that. Um, the, unless you're like Dustin, you're going to you're gonna really feel it when you get done with those. But over time, we throw that back in just to see how they do. And then towards the tail end of the programs, we actually tell guys to do it with weights. Yikes. Well,
0: they're look, good with it.
2: I, 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 we, they love them.
0: Man, look, two years ago, there was no such thing as a weightless squat for me because the mass <laughs> of this ass had a lot of weight. <laughs> There was no such thing, bro. I'm just telling you. but it's super easy to follow because talk about your format online, like you mentioned the lab. I want to get into that because that's really interesting. I, I just think it's cool how you have just a community of people that encourage one another, and you know theres there's you know little challenges and things of that sort. But if someone's on your website now and they're looking at it, um, talk about how the program is broken up or kind of divided or you know kind of put into buckets. Um so that if if someone's listening and say, Yeah, I want to give this a shot, but I don't like I don't know where I am. I postseason, preseason, like how do I make sense of that whole thing? I'll let you guys talk about that.
2: Um so we a couple things for them. The it's timing is the main thing. So let me describe the programs. We break the programs up into phases and we do it deliberately because everybody's at a different level. But one of the things we've learned over time between my experience, Dustin's and Jimmy's um, and Alex's, is that you know, regardless of where people are on the spectrum of fitness, there are weak areas that everybody has. So we kind of take everybody to a base level. The first few weeks are what we call a neural recruitment phase. And all that phase is, is teaching your muscles to fire in sequence the way they're supposed to as you exercise. And a lot of guys who do a lot of exercise Aren't necessarily doing it correctly, mm-hmm. so the first few weeks are always that. Whether you're a beginner or elite, the first couple of weeks are really diving into correct form and getting that recruitment in. So you're recruiting all the muscle fibers you can, and you'll see that in either program, preseason or postseason. That's so that, important. What you just said, like it, yeah. you, you said it fast, but
0: correct form. Um, I don't care if you're if you're doing weights. I don't care form is everything you can be the guy with 300 you know benching 300 pounds but if your form is off it doesn't it doesn't matter i had to teach myself that because now i'm fit well i'll be 51 next month right Uh, and i'm honestly i'm in just as good a shape as when i came out of navy boot in great lakes illinois i guarantee
2: you with the exception of the running part um form is phenomenally important and we've been teaching this a long time and like you said a lot of guys can if I put weight on somebody, they'll find a way to press it up, but mm-hmm. they're not doing it correctly. And all they're doing is setting themselves up for a few things. A, injury later, which is yes. going to tear the muscles and the joints up. But what it really does is actually makes you weaker, and that's what people don't realize. When you train your muscles to work only through a specific range of their motion. So I I want to bench press 300 pounds so I go part way down and I've taught my chest and shoulders to only fire through that limited range of motion, then guess what happens when I have to really bench press something or lift something off my body? I can't do it. I'm actually weaker than I would have been had I lifted 225 instead of 300 and gone through the full range of motion repeatedly and trained my chest and my shoulders to recruit fully and actually get that full amount of weight off of my chest it's a it's a completely different dynamic plus you are setting yourself up for failure because you you've 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 basically told your joint you're only allowed to move through this range of motion and as soon as you move outside that range of motion you're tearing something so at 51 I'm also 51 you definitely feel the effects of it the 20 year olds don't think Ooh. it matters Damn. but you know at 51 you know you're at in the 40s you really start to feel it so form is critical we try to really dial that in the first few weeks Second phase is almost always a foundational strength phase. Um, that's when we'll start going through some of the movements. We'll start putting some weight on them. We've got form videos, and Jimmy is one of the best trainers I have seen in 30 years of doing this. Uh, he's the only guy. Uh, he and Dustin are the only two people that I would trust to train anybody in my family. Um, they're that good, and I train, and I would trust them above me because they're that good. So I would – and I'm not putting myself up there. I'm just saying I personally believe that strongly in their training and they, they're they ones who do the form videos. And Jimmy's death on form, he can spot a bad form about a mile away. Mm. Um, and so we'll do the form videos. We'll get them dial into their form. Plus we're doing a lot of Dustin's high-intensity workouts in there, which are the typical Mountain Tough formats. So we're working their cardio and teaching their body to burn and utilize oxygen the way it should be used. Plus we're building their muscular endurance. Plus, we're building their strength on the strength day, so we're hitting all components. Then we add what I call injury prevention. We add flexibility and proprioception in there too. And it's hard to believe that all of this is in five days, but it is. Each day is deliberately designed a specific way, whether it's strength along with some proprioception or whether it's endurance along with some flexibility. And then the cardiovascular kind of mixed in to three of the days out of the week, plus uh, we throw some weight on their back and have them out there on the road, walking distances with weight on their backs as well, what we call in the Army road marching. Mm-hmm. So we kind of incorporate all of that, and it starts in the second phase. And then by the third phase, we're diving into really sports-specific. And what we do with the preseason and the reason now the two the two are separated is because regardless of where you're at, each one will start similarly. We'll take you through a new recruitment phase. We'll get you up to where you can lift weight properly, safely. We'll take you through a strength phase. Post-season, we have a lot of time. You're in the January time frame. We've got several months before hunting season. In the postseason, we'll spend a lot more time on strength. We'll build a really good core foundation of strength. And we'll also do a lot of high intensity to keep your weight down. So big guys like you that have traditionally been big and strong, we'll get you as strong as we can get you. But because we're doing high intensity, we'll keep you from getting really big. That was a huge piece of what we wanted to do. A lot of guys don't want to get bigger. And a lot of a lot of the ladies don't want to get bigger either, but we want to make you stronger. So postseason, we'll dial in big on the strength and the high intensity to keep your weight down, but your strength up as strong as we can get you. Right. And then we'll take you into high intensity sports specific at the end of postseason and in the preseason because we're compressed on time. You're looking at April May time frame hunting seasons coming up within the next four to six months. We will do a shorter strength phase. We'll still do a strength phase to build a good foundation, and then we'll take you into sports specific where we really start dialing in on things that will help you specifically in the mountains or on your hunts. We'll do a lot of leg work. We'll do a lot of back work. We'll do a lot of shoulder work so you get used to carrying the weight. You get used to asymmetrical loads. You know, you got to lift your kill. You know, you talked about carrying. Uh, the the the, um, the the decoys, you, you got to carry that stuff. It's never balanced right. It doesn't sit right. If you're walking through a swampy area, you'll never step the right way as mm-hmm. you would on a road. And so we start working a lot of those specific muscles to help you counterbalance the loads as you carry them offsi- offside and build that cardiovascular ability and the strength. So we kind of mix it all in for the last few weeks and really hone you. We burn them pretty hard the last six weeks but to a person, um, guys go into season stronger and in the best shape they have ever been in their lives. And that's usually after going through one preseason. When they do the postseason the preseason, we haven't seen it yet because we just finished the postseason. They just finished doing it. I, I suspect that most of the guys are going to blow this next hunting season out of the water. And that's because... They're so confident. They are so physically fit that they can handle just about anything that's thrown on them. And they find themselves going further and faster than they ever have in the past. So they find themselves getting to places that nobody else can get to and then getting out and still having a lot of steam left. Um, yeah. So that's kind of how the programs are broken out. It starts with new recruitment. We'll get them kind of warmed up. We'll get them into a strength phase to build a foundation. And then we'll go into some um, sports specific is what we call it. We're really dialing you in on the hunting skills. Right, and, and so you touched on something important too. So
0: there's a reason that those things are in sequence, and they're in the sequence yes. that they're in for a reason. Yeah. So anybody that's going to jump into this, and I, I, look, I've been in it for, uh, what, two weeks now? Yeah. Um, anybody that's going to jump into it like I did, do the, do the workouts in the phases and sequences that, that you're instructed doing. But here, here's another important part finish the workout don't don't you know oh i'm so tired i'm going to stop at uh at 18 or or whatever it is Uh, if you have to put weight down and and this this is really if you're following trainer uh trainer's guidance if it's weight training if it's if it's anything if if you got too much weight on the bar to if you're supposed to do you know 15 reps with with supersets or whatever and you can't do it with what you're doing don't just do 10 yeah take that make sure your form is right and make sure that you finish the workout i don't care if you if you well it's my i got to run my half mile well i can't run a half mile well then walk the rest of it you'll you'll run it the next time
2: Yeah. yeah that is so spot on joey that is something that we repeat over and over in the videos do the workout stick with the form drop the weight if you have to we're not worried about the weight. The weight is literally a tool. It, it's not It's not your goal. It does not matter what the weight is. It is a tool used to get you towards your goal, which is to be the best shape you can be and, and, and get ready for hunting season or whatever it is you're getting ready for. The, the, that you're spot on. The workouts are designed for you to get through them, and you have to push through them. They deliberately take you past your pre-established limits. The 22s are not something that most people will think that they can do. Many people, like for instance, the push-ups, will have to go to their knees to keep doing the push-ups. That's totally fine. Mm-hmm. Go to your knees, but do the push-ups. Later, as we get to the weights, we give people recommendations on where to start. In the postseason, we actually get into some percentages. That helps. In the preseason, we don't have time for that. But we, we give you recommendations. We give you the number of reps and say, look, if you get to that 10th rep or the 8th rep, whatever it is, and you just have a couple left in the tank, then you add five pounds to each side and then do the next set. If you get to that and you can barely squeeze out eight, you're just where you need to be. If mm-hmm. you can't get to eight, then you got too much weight on the bar. Yeah. You either need to stop, pause, and then do it again or drop the weight a little bit and get to where you can get with eight. And then next week you'll up it um, to where you can do it with more weight. The key is to get through the workouts because when they start realizing what they can do, and, and here's the bottom line. Most people, as Dustin has experienced and I have experienced, most people do not realize what the true limitations they have are. We have limitations based on our experience, and so we say, based on my experience, mm. I could not do X, Y, or Z. And you know, mm-hmm. Dustin mentioned the those ultra uh, ultra marathons. You know, they used to be, you know, fifty miles was a, you know, twenty-four miles was a long way, and then they said, you know, I, I think I could do fifty, and then fifty became, wow, that's the next impossible standard. And then, well, somebody did fifty, and mm-hmm. now you have hundreds, and now you have two hundred mile. Mm-hmm. Uh, ultra marathons. Why? Well, because it used to be a limit that, you know, 25, 26.4 miles, that was about as far as anybody thought they could run until someone decided to do 50. Yeah. And then someone said, you know what? That damn We're going to try 100. Yeah, and we're going to do 100. And then we're going to do 200. And Let's now- go find that guy because I don't... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and so, but it's, it's exactly like you said, they have to do the workout because we're also establishing new limits it's like i said we're turning ceilings into floors but until they do them they won't realize that and some of these are designed specifically that way they're really hard they're going to mentally crush you because you're going to go down and think you're done and you have to come back up again and your brain's going to say you can't do it your body's going to say you can't do it then you're going to remind yourself that you can because we said you can and others have done it and are doing it at the same time as you and you'll push your way through the rest of the workout yeah. next time you have to do it Joey trust me next time you have to do it you won't even blink at it and yeah. that's the difference and yeah. that's what happens in 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 the variables yeah. you reach limitations somewhere where you're some that you did not expect and you can tell yourself I've done this before I've been in this level of fatigue before I know I can handle it again the only thing that's different now is the environment I'm in and that is why this is so important and that's why these workouts are so important they have to get through them even if it sounds impossible we test these on a lot of folks at multiple different at multiple different weight ranges. We have people walk in that cannot complete the 22s. But I promise you within a few weeks the 22s will not be a problem for them. Yep. Check.
1: Yeah, I think the coolest thing too is just the a lot of our written, our workouts are written in a way that we want you to think at some point in that workout that it's impossible and we know that that we all did that (laughs) we know that feeling is going to come up (laughs) and we also know that you're going to be able to finish it and that's exactly what you what we want to happen we want you to feel that oh this is this is going to be impossible and then when you actually finish it and you're like wow i i actually did that then that just teaches you so much about life and it teaches you a lot about you know just setting micro goals and just taking one step in front of the other and thinking about, you know, the next step, not the entire workout. And a lot of them are intentionally written to to teach you those lessons.
0: Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm having to learn that. Um, and you, it, somebody may think it's funny. I don't think it's funny, but, um, <laughs> I, uh, pull-ups to me, I just, because I weighed so much, I mean, there, there's, there's no way a 300 pound guy is going to sit there and crank out pull-ups. I just, I don't care. And I'm finding that out now. Like, when I go to do pull-ups, I still have to do them assisted. Yeah. Because I just, I can't pull that much weight up on my own. I mean, I'm still 240 pounds. It's a lot of weight to be yanking up and down. Mm -hmm. Um, And so, the easy thing would be to say, well, I'm just going to do lat pull-downs instead of trying to do pull-ups. Yeah. Yeah. You're not gonna. You're not gonna get better with pull-ups if you don't try and do pull-ups. You're gonna get better doing lat pull-downs. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but that that's an important thing that um, I think a lot of guys that'll try and get up off the sofa and try to do too much at once, um, and they get burned out physically. But I mean, it's all about mind, body, and spirit, right? Um, they get burned out physically. Because they just can't do what they see all these other, you know, gorillas in the gym doing. Um, And you really have to focus on finishing the exercise, proper form. Look, I I had to humble myself and take a bunch of weight off and just to focus on uh, more reps, less weight, proper form. Yep. That was super, super critical for me. Yep because i'm not the 20 year old guy sailor you know the 20 year old sailor that i used to be you know it's it's just it doesn't work like that anymore
2: yeah
0: and there's a certain amount of um you know some of you guys are are, you know driving around with the bag of cheetos between your legs you might be listening to the podcast thinking man is he talking to me i am Um, (laughs) (laughs) am. but you know what I, i needed somebody to kick me in the ass to to get me going our um our camera guy i don't know if if you've seen any of our short films uh, that we but our camera guy um started working out you know a year before i did and uh i looked at him and got a little bit you know a little bit miffed i'm like (laughs) 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 i can grow a beard he can't but he's you know he's getting all chiseled and everything and for us look dude honestly The very first episode um, that we filmed, we filmed a timber hunt in the Mississippi Delta, season one, episode one, and it is a 1.8-mile walk in, and it's a 1.8-mile walk out into the flooded timber swamps in the Mississippi Delta. And that's packing 100-and-something pounds worth of camera gear and decoys and shotguns and bags, and of course, i got to have my thermos of coffee. and in there and you're racing other people. Yeah. Cuz it's public. It's not we don't walk that far cuz we want to. If it was private, we'd be on <laughs> I right? had a gravel road up there. Um but that's where like and when I just i noticed a change in my body because I'd have been hunting that spot for 13 14 years. I mean, the same tree, left foot, right foot, same tree. Yeah. forever and I'm like, "Man, this is getting longer and longer every year. The gear is just getting heavier and heavier. Um, And so that was the thing that's like, no, man, you got to do something. You're 50. It's really comfortable just to come sit down after, you know, you get back from an airport or, you know, you've been working all day, throw yourself in the chair, watch the news. Um, Man, don't do that shit. That's depressing. Yeah. You know, and now, like, when I get back from – a flight, like, I came in late, late last night. I couldn't wait to work out. You know, and I was tired, man. I'm just tired of being around people. But I was just tired, like, physically. And, man, two years ago, I would have never said that. Yeah.
1: Never. Yeah, we we definitely are huge believers, and we preach the always ready mentality, too. And, I mean, mm-hmm what that means for us is you're always ready for whatever life's going to throw at you because we know it's going to throw some stuff at you and a lot of that's going to be way bigger and more impactful than backcountry hunting and so we definitely prefer to see people working out all year and moving all year whether that's mountain tough or something else we just want people to really be moving And, and that's for a couple big reasons one is that you know what if a natural disaster strikes or what if you roll your truck and need to pull your buddy out of there or what if you need to protect your kids in the middle of the night mm-hmm. and, and that always ready mentality and lifestyle is so much easier to maintain once you get into it than just training for one event because all you know always ready is such a a bigger more impactful thing on your life than just training for hunting season. What we find a lot with training for hunting season is it it can eventually lead to a lot of burnout because mm. you're you're training and then you're hunting and then you're kind of getting out of shape and you're training and you're hunting and you're getting out of shape and and that uh,
0: roller coaster, right?
1: Yeah, the roller coaster and and also what happens is people will survive the hunt, so you'll even see it where someone will come out from the Midwest out of shape hunt the colorado backcountry for elk feel terrible have a terrible experience but they survived right so Mm. they're able to go back to go back home and continue their year but really thinking about it from a bigger picture of being always ready um and and, you know training for for something something bigger right uh, like being there for your kids when you need to be is is a lot, is a much bigger motivator for people. And the thing we're seeing a lot too this year is that crash training is just terrible on, terrible on guys. And, and we see it with a lot of folks here in the lab where they came in last year and they did a lot of really, really hard work. And it was hard because they had gotten so out of shape. And they, they were able to get, drop a ton of weight, get in incredible sh- shape. And then they just let themselves go over the winter, and year after year, doing that to your body is just—it's just extreme, and it causes a lot of damage. And it just gets harder every year to to pull back through and get shape. And so, just maintaining all year, whether you're—it's right, so much like easier. It, so much easier. So now, talk about. So if all right, so we got
0: guys interested, right? I mean. Hopefully, like the guy driving around with the cheetos right um <laughs> hopefully hopefully guys are interested in learning more about so they're on your website now what it me for the guy who wants to get started? I don't belong to a gym well, I do, but let's just say i don't yep. um what what is my invest like do I need to go out and buy weights do i what what do I need to really get started
1: so really, what you need to do is so on mountaintough.com. You could buy the preseason program or the postseason program. Both programs are four months. It's a workout uh, Monday through Friday, delivered um, on your phone, so you can take Mountain Tough with you anywhere you go. So you can use it at hotel gyms, your local gym, your home gym. Um, the Backcountry Hunter Bundle has both those programs combined. So we'll be with you in your pocket for eight months to train you. The reason it's eight months is most hunters will hunt for four, and so we're covering eight months of the year. Mm -hmm. Um, Both those programs, on your phone, you have the whole community there with you. So every other like-minded outdoorsman is in there. You can talk to them, ask them questions. There's quite a few different forums where guys are in there supporting each other, creating accountability, meeting up to work out together in different towns. But if you are going to do it at home, you certainly can. We have a ton of guys doing it at home. You just need to set up a basic home gym. We have some recommendations on the website on what you would need. We have a ton of guys doing that now. It works really well, especially because a lot of outdoorsy people, they don't like going into the local gym. They just don't like the environment. The second reason it works really, really well is... They can just get a workout in right after they put their kids to bed. Or the next day they might work out at 6 a.m. before they go to work. So they, whenever that time comes up, that hour comes up in the day, they just walk out into their garage or their basement, do their mountain tough workout, and they're good to go. If that's not what you want to do, which a lot of guys are just, they just buy the app, um, you can start training as soon as you buy it that day. You'll get into the system. Um, and then a lot of guys are just joining their local gym. A local gym is going to have everything you need to do both programs.
0: Yeah, and it, it's a bare minimum of equipment. So, like when mean, you talk about a home gym. Look, we're not talking about going out and buying, you know, thousands and thousands of dollars' worth of equipment. Yep. Uh, I mean, a lot of it is just medicine balls and simple dumbbells and things like that, um, really minimal, minimal equipment. Yep. That's the good part, man. Cause like when I go to my, when I go to my gym at home and I, I joined one that I can go because I travel so much, Yeah, I joined one that I can go wherever I am, whenever I want to go. Uh, yep. But if I didn't do that, um, it, it's still the work eyes that you guys have. It's not something that you, you know, you gotta, you want to move that crap so I can park the car. I mean, it's, it's, it's nothing that's going to take up a ton of real estate. Right.
1: No, it's super simple. Yeah. yeah we, a lot of guys are doing it, you know in different Alaska hunting camps, military bases. Uh, you just need a little room to move and some basics.
0: Talk about the lab, because that the 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 whole lab kind of fascinates me, so
1: So our Bozeman location is the lab and and we intentionally designed it that way because we wanted the Bozeman location to always be a place where where we're testing and learning and retesting, and learning, and kind of redesigning these workouts based on everything we're seeing from the folks we're training here in Bozeman, so we work with a lot of different fitness levels here in Bozeman all day, every day, and everything we're doing, we're trying to decide, did this work? Did this make you more mentally tough? Um, does this work out? Does this program have the ability to transform your life uh, make behavioral change so the bozeman location is a test lab and so we will run guys through workouts and then you'll see them go out on spring bear hunts or spring shed hunting trips and when they come back in if if we don't feel like that workout's making them better on the mountain or making them more mentally tough uh, we'll throw it out so we treat this entire bozeman facility as as this test bed where everything that we're putting out online has been tested first here in the Bozeman lab. So like the, the preseason program last year was tested in the Bozeman lab for a year or more before we ever released it online. And so it's really a good opportunity for us to see how everything's working, how it's impacting all our different mountain toughers before we ever throw it out, which is which is pretty awesome for us.
0: Yeah, I tell you another part of the website that I really like is all the cool content you got on the blog. Yeah, super, super stuff there.
2: Lots of good information. Thank you. Yeah, our hope is to keep that going over time and be able to push more stuff like that out, especially things that'll help people. And one of the key, the beauties of the lab is the guys who did the program last year. Uh, if they, if there are any listening they'll notice is, for instance, when they get on the preseason program this year, it's different than last year. It's it's very similar, and some of the workouts are the same, but we actually made a ton of adjustments to it. I had to refilm. We're refilming the entire thing, uh, all sixteen weeks of it, because we learned a lot in the lab, and we actually updated it even more from what we learned from last year. That's mm. the beauty of what we're getting to do here: is we're constantly able to update our programs, and then as different people. Give us feedback online, the forums that Dustin mentioned. I mean, we love those because it builds such a beautiful community, oh, and yeah. a lot of folks just need that. I mean, a lot of it's just it's wonderful to have to know there's other people going through what you're going through at the same time. But additionally to that, it allows us to see and get feedback, and then and we learn what people are responding to and what they're struggling with, and then we make adjustments to the program. Um, and in fact, the twenty twos that you're doing now. They haven't, I'm not sure whether you're doing the preseason or the postseason, but they're different and they've been adjusted and we adjust them as we had people here go through it. They tried to go to class and we realized, wow, they, they couldn't quite do the class. We brought them back down to the 22s for a while and then all of a sudden within two weeks, they were able to do the whole workouts. And so we realized if we just m- monitor and make some changes to make these things a little bit different, we're able to take people from nothing where they're just coming out in one case maybe... Just having had a baby, or just not, or in the male's case, not having worked out for a long time, mm-hmm. and get them to where they can do these mountain tough workouts that they never thought they could do. And we're learning all of that here, and then incorporating that into the online program. So it's really, it's it's a great it's a great opportunity. And it, it's not a it, it's not a bodybuilding
0: program. So no. if you're if you're thinking that's what it is, I mean, you look at you go to the website, you look at the people that you know, the team, and everything that's there. Th- these aren't like th- – these
2: guys aren't like uh, the Incredible Hulk. Yep. Well, Dustin is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, but Dustin I mean, uh, can also run, which is yeah. a scary thing. It's like being chased by the Incredible Hulk because <laughs> we have a, a young man that's looking to go – hoping to be at ABC one day. And he's he's on the smaller side. Uh, he does the program. He's, he's a great guy, and he can run really fast. So we're talking six-minute miles. He can sustain it really well. Mm. We put him on the track. And the funny thing is he's very small, and Dustin is very big, and Dustin will chase him down and keep up with him. So if you see Dustin online, he can do everything that this program does plus some, but he's he's a unique individual. And it's very funny to see him chasing down the little guys because um, that is the Incredible Hulk out there chasing you. But for most of the people, they're ordinary humans that are yeah. doing extraordinary things. Yeah, it's, it's just like, like I started
0: off saying. It's mind, body, and spirit. Yep, and yeah. and you you have to exercise and nurture and feed those things daily and take care of them daily um it, it's it's the yang and yang i mean they're all connected uh and you can't if, if you think well you know i don't want to be this big bodybuilder it's, it's not that it's not that no it's it's, it's totally not that how You're many cut weight yeah well yeah um i certainly i certainly am um what does your membership look like and kind of where are you now and where do you see it? Where do you see mountain tough going? Uh, and if you're looking for it online, it's, it's MTN mountain, it's MTN tough, uh, T O U G H, um, dot com. But where, where do you see the program? Where is it now? Like with how many members and, and how do you, how do you track that? And where do you see it going in the next three to five years?
1: Yeah. So right now we have, about a thousand people training with us online through the two different programs on their phone. Um, man, that's awesome. Yeah. It's, wow. it's, it's been exciting and it it's cool to see that community continue to grow and continue to support and encourage each other. And I think, you know, for us, we just want to continue to reach more, more hunters and more outdoorsmen. Uh, you know, we also test a ton of different workouts on, um, firefighters here in the lab Mm. Um, all last the last quarter every friday you know we had firefighters in air in their gear testing workouts on them right now we're certainly pretty committed to the backcountry hunter because we feel like we have a long ways to go there Mm -hmm. um we have a lot more hunters to reach and we also believe you know that we're always learning and we can always make things better and make someone better on the on the mountain and we haven't really scratched the surface of human potential yeah and so i think you know we just we want to see that that number grow and grow and grow and i think you know in addition to making our programming better every year um we want to you know continue to put stuff in the app that that makes you know men better men you know what can we do to help them nutritionally how can we teach them to eat better how can we teach them to help their family eat better help their wife eat better help their kids eat better because we know that the impacts of that are huge so i think in this next year you'll see a lot of things in addition to really good programming you'll see a lot of things that are just helping men be better men, whether that's nutrition or, you know, being a man of service. That's kind of, kind of where we're at right now.
0: I'm glad you said nutrition because that's one of the things, like when I found out I was diabetic, um, I had to radically change my intake, (laughs) um, and, and duck hunt duck and goose hunters are terrible man the snacks they pack in their bags you yeah, know it's like honey buns and <laughs> <laughs> I love them man oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, who's got the snacks and then yeah. but talk about so what what would you say um, first of all are there resources on the website that talk about nutrition? Um, and then what would you say, like, because there's a bunch of, like I had James Lancaster on the podcast and he's a big CrossFit guy, dude's a yep. beast. Yep. Um, and you know, we talked about like people say, oh, you know, there's this, all carbs are bad. Wrong. All sugar is bad. Wrong. All yep. fat is bad. Wrong. Um, th- so it it's, it's all things in balance, but what, what talk about nutrition and kind of the importance, like what what should we look? What should we be looking at? Cutting cutting belt? Just the average guy driving around, right? Who doesn't? I mean, think of me. Doesn't know anything. Yeah. Um, what should I be looking at? Staying away from? And I know it's based on well, how active are you? What's your lifestyle? You know, if if you're if you're a firefighter or something, packing you know tons of gear up and downstairs and everything else. Naturally, your caloric intake and that's going should be a little bit different. But yeah. Just uh, uh, rules of thumb if guys are looking at maybe cleaning up their diet
1: a bit. Absolutely. And, I mean, that that one is not currently in in the app. And, and that was done intentionally because we wanted to be the best in the world at mental toughness and functional fitness training. Mm-hmm. And that was a huge priority for us. And so currently you won't find a lot in the Mountain Tough programs on – nutrition and that was all done because we have so much emphasis on training but as we're maturing obviously that's something that a lot of our customers are asking for so that is something we're working on now and you know there are challenges around that and and, you know you pointed them out and it's because everyone is so different so something that i might be able to perform really well off of our account and vice versa. So the hard thing about nutrition is everyone's body reacts so differently and different foods work for different people. Mm-hmm. Right now we do have stuff in the app in terms of general guidelines that make a huge difference, no matter really what your um, body type is or your diet is. And um, for someone on our program, you know, eating clean and eating a lot is a game changer and just Mm -hmm. that little that little trick alone um makes a huge difference in people's lives and so by eating clean all you have to do is start looking for food that's less processed than others yeah and that that's a pretty simple trick to do in your life instead of um, cooking something out of a box you just cook something that was never in a box and like something that
0: was running around on four
1: legs exactly (laughs) um so we we definitely preach a lot of eating clean by staying away from process, processed foods. And eating a lot means different things for different people. But one thing that changes a lot of lives is that ability to, by eating a lot, what I mean is snacking throughout the day rather than eating in the morning and then not eating again till night. Or what we see a lot of men do especially is they won't eat till the afternoon. They skipped breakfast and lunch. Mm, I can't then, do it. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Then they'll eat just, you know, this monster, super unhealthy dinner. And um, just with a a man's metabolism, if they would have just ate small meals throughout the day, um, their metabolism would have spiked and they, you know, they would be feeling and looking a lot better. So there's definitely some small things that can make a huge difference. And then just following more of that, you know, lifestyle of eating stuff that comes Mm -hmm. from, from earth whether that's a deer or or a vegetable makes a huge difference or ducks and geese yeah
0: (laughs) (laughs) you know one of the things that i started doing is i ate um i typically ate my bigger meals like in the morning and started kind of tailing those off towards you know after five or after six o'clock or so i rarely eat i i can't i can't sleep like go eat a big dinner and try and go to sleep oh you just yeah, You may think that that's where you're going to feel better, but where, where are you? Because one of the things that I started doing is like intentional fastings. Yeah. Um, what's your feelings on that? Because like, I know, it, so if I stop eating by like six or seven, and then if my first meal the next morning is like, you know, seven or eight o'clock or nine o'clock or whatever it is, that's a pretty, it's a pretty long fast. Yeah.
1: What are your feelings on that? So, I think there's a lot of good science that backs up what that's doing to your body. Um, You know, a lot of the like the bodybuilder, muscle focused people would struggle with that because your body will start eating some of your muscle at that point, Mm -hmm. especially if you have a really fast metabolism. Um, But generally speaking, it that you know, just that shift can really help a lot of different guys out that are looking to lose weight. I think it helped me a bunch. Yeah. I really do. One of the things we saw last year that was a game changer um, when people asked us about nutrition was we would just ask them to track their calories for a day. And because nutrition questions come from two different points of view, usually three. So it's usually I want to gain a lot of weight. I think I'm way too small and skinny. And then it's I want to lose a lot of weight. I think I'm way too big. And then... Uh, the middle one is, I just want to perform way better. Mm. I, I want to be a really good athlete. I want to perform better. And so the a really good answer to a lot of those questions was, well, just tell us how many calories you're eating right now. And I'd say 90% of the guys we asked that question to don't know the answer at all. Like don't, don't. even don't even have a clue. And so that was pretty cool. That was a pretty profound experiment because then – Someone would say, well, you know, I want to lose 15 pounds. And you'd say, well, how many calories are you eating right now? And they would have no idea. You'd have them track it for a day or two. It's easy to track on an app like MyFitnessPal is probably the easiest. Yeah, You track that, and and then it can be pretty obvious, well, we need to cut out some calories or we need to add some calories. But if you don't know at all, um, that's a tough spot to be in.
2: Hmm.
0: And then what are your
1: feelings on like an
0: after-workout either supplements for recovery or, um, and I know a lot of this is going to depend on what does your diet look like the rest of the day, but um, supplemental proteins like some of the shakes or things like that, um, if you get get a a supplement where it's a good time-release protein, is there anything wrong with that? What are your feelings on that?
1: No, I don't think there's anything wrong with it. I think that um, you just have to be careful. Make sure that you're buying high-quality stuff. I think there's a lot of low-quality stuff out there on the market. Mm. And then I think you know, real food is always going to be better. The thing that um, works really well about shakes is a lot of people, after a workout, aren't going to go get real food. They're going to go right back to work. Yep. And so the thing that the shake does a good job of it is it actually gets that in your body um where i think real food would be absorbed better and it would do more for you um, but if you don't have time or you don't have the capacity to, to do that um a lot of those shakes after a workout are, are not a bad idea
2: i and i would
1: add to that too Joey and you know you mentioned it with hunting you know, hunters
2: take all kinds of crazy stuff to the woods with them and they take them out hunting with them and part of the reason is cuz they're you know the the only time they're ever forced to have to really think about what they're eating for an extended period of time is when they go hunting. But um, I know at West Point, and and if you watch athletes, uh, we have a tendency to, to to learn to carry food with us, which means you learn to shop, you learn to stay, keep in your house, you learn to every day take the right amount of food with you, even if you carry it in a shopping bag. But you learn to take the snacks with you that you can eat through the day. So the shakes are great but you don't necessarily have to have the shake because you're carrying your chow with you. Mm -hmm. Um, And that habit you get into teaches you, A, what works for me, what doesn't work for me. I do it every day. Now when I start packing for hunting, I'm packing similar stuff because I'm used to carrying stuff with me every day. I'm used to shopping this way. I'm used to having the right kind of stuff that I need for energy. This stuff makes my stomach sick. I don't want to eat that when I'm hunting, but this stuff works real well. gives me a great source of energy. For us, and again, it goes back to that That balance you talked about mentally physically spiritually all year round you have an opportunity to be teaching yourself and getting into the habits of carrying the right amount of food you know what your body needs you know what it feels like when you start running out of energy and what you can kind of carry and take um to replenish that energy just enough uh, that you need all that stuff is stuff that you do throughout the year and as you start doing that Everything becomes easier. Um, mm. So the shake is awesome um, because, as like Dustin said, sometimes you don't have time. But uh, take it a step further and start learning how to pack your chow with you. I mean I'm sitting here with a shopping bag full of chow with me because I've been here most of the day. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've got different kind of snacks and stuff that I can eat that will work for me. And, and that that's what – that habit then translates into everything outside of here. Yeah, so Dustin, you said something though that
0: some of those shakes are like low quality. You know, what what should guys look for? So so help us decide um, if I do want to go the shake route. Like, uh, yeah, I'm I'm gonna fly back to the office, or I gotta you know I gotta haul ass to the airport, or you know I'm trying to fit this in or that in. What what is high quality versus low quality? What kind of stuff should we stay away from?
1: Oh man, that's a hard one. I think, um, you know, the best ones are going to be the most expensive, typically. Um, you can look for ones that are, uh, certified. So you can do a search for proteins that are certified as they've been through a, um, testing process and that testing process has proven that there's, um, no contaminants or artificial fillers in there. Um, and then they're just going to be a more expensive product. I think, you know, some really uh, good ones to check out are ones that, um, like, there's good ones that come directly from beef isolate. And then there's ones that are going to have, like, all your your superfoods built into them. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, you know, I don't really have a, an awesome option to recommend r- right yeah. now off the top of my head
0: like i just started looking at all right so i'm i'm specifically talking about like the shake ride, right right yeah um i think and maybe you can tell me yes or no but if you're looking at one that says maybe 20 or 25 grams of protein mm-hmm. um maybe a better option is one that has that same protein uh delivers that same amount of protein but in a time released you know over a a longer absorption period yeah. Um I didn't know if that's something that was really critical to look for or how your how how it actually delivers that protein to the body is is uh, something to consider or or not.
1: Yeah, so the slow release proteins are um they're more popular with guys looking to drink those at night so that the protein's released through the night while they're mm. sleeping. Okay. Um so that way like a bodybuilder will be able to kind of gain muscle through the night without his body eating that muscle um I always thought that and, was the dog chewing on my leg but that
0: was. <laughs> <laughs> it certainly could yeah, it be wasn't. <laughs> who knew <laughs> who knew um so where where do you see mountain tough going like in the next 3 to 5 years like what are your I mean, obviously the goals are just helping people you know live more fitter, healthier, rewarding uh, lives for them and their families. But what what's what's new? What, what do you see that I mean, I know that the, the workouts are always changing. there's new stuff in the labs all the time. Um, but what are some of the what are some of the things that are coming up like as we look to wrap up, what should you guys be looking for?
2: I think what you're going to see is a little bit more of a holistic approach. I mean, the the workouts are a piece mm. of what we do, but it is just one piece of what we do. Mm. Um, the the big driving force behind this, and you mentioned it, is changing lives. You mentioned physically, mentally, spiritually. That's a huge piece for us. Yeah. And so the the workouts are, are a big part of it. Obviously, that's that's our our foundation, probably. But I think what you're going to see is us expanding, not um, maybe a little bit outside the hunter market, I think you can see that coming down the road, but I think additionally starting to, to kind of beef this up and take a little bit more of a holistic approach, I think you'll see a little bit more in the way of blog posts, um, even maybe some video posts, and again, this is way down the road, so we're way in concept right now, mm-hmm. but to be able to get more touch points with people and be able mm-hmm. to help them through whether it be different sticking points in their life, whether it be, again, the working out is a tool. It's just one piece of what any of us is. It's that whole person we're looking to, to influence over time and to be able to make a difference in. So I think you're going to see more and more of that. You know, you, you talked about nutrition. You had lots of questions about nutrition. I mean, that that is something that is one piece of another piece of this puzzle. You know, the workout, the nutrition is there. But it's also that spiritual toughness. It's that spiritual... It's that spiritual wellness and it's mm. that emotional wellness. It's all of it kind of tied into making you the best person you can be. And whether, again, I, I go back to what we mentioned earlier, whether you're a father, a mother, a husband, wife, uh, an employee, a boss, you have opportunities to influence. You have pressures and stresses. And your ability to handle those things is influenced by, again, we have an opportunity to influence those things. And th- and that's, that's kind of where we're going. Um, so I would say in three to five years, our – We'll still be doing the fitness piece because this is huge right. um, for us. It's 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 a it's a foundation for us, but I think you'll see us slowly expanding that circle to hit a little bit more um, and allow people to grow more inside the space they're in. Because uh, we really do believe your experiences, your limitations truly are in a lot of ways limited by your experiences, and we want you to be able to go further than you have before. Well,
0: and you know what I found is that my limitations are just that mine. I put them yep. there. Yep. Right. I mean, there's 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 nobody you know holding me back from going on a run. There, there's nobody holding me back or or putting cookies and chips and everything in my hands. Um, yep. My limitations are put there by me, and we were created by a creator that created you with no mental limitations. Um, and he, he, he knew enough about this thing that he was building that, you know, in Genesis nine, three, when he says, I give you all things, all things that run along the ground and, and swim in the water and fly in the air. He gave us that cause he knew they were good for us. And somewhere along the line, we got that twisted. Um, you know, that's his philosophy. I-, I won't wax philosophical forever, but the bottom line is, you know, God gave you this one body. And by by not by not realizing the potential of that body through limitations that you yourself put there, that's a shame. That's a shame. so yeah, what did we uh what did we not cover that we wanted to cover? Did we get everything in there? All
1: right, all right. I think so. I thought it was awesome.
0: Are you good?
2: Oh yes, sir. I appreciate it, Joey. Thank you.
0: No, man, this has been a, a great conversation. I have, I have loved the workouts. I mean, it, it's so easy to take it with me when I'm in a hotel, and you know, you, I'm used to a little bit bigger gym when I'm at home. And you get oh, the fitness center's over there, and it's like a medicine ball and <laughs> you know, a dumbbell or something. You, I can still get get some stuff done with that, and you know, a treadmill or whatever. Yeah. Um. So. If, if, uh, if you guys are sitting back and thinking that, you know, it's just, man, going to the gym, it's too much, it's too this, check out mountaintuff.com. I am telling you there is something there that will get you off the sofa. You will feel it's going to suck for the first week or so. I'm not going to lie to you. Um, but any, you know, with with suffering comes reward. So I, uh, I appreciate you guys being on with me, and I uh, hope we can do this again, man
1: likewise absolutely. Yeah.
0: all right guys you uh, you all take care whoo I'm ready to go work out. Thanks Dustin and R for spending so much time with us today the mountain tough program is worth checking out seriously. again guys you, you don't have to be a mountain hunter or want to be a bodybuilder uh, to leverage all of the years of knowledge and experience and passion that this team of guys have. baby steps okay, make a small change that leads to a series of changes that will lead you to a better, more active, and engaging you. Go to mountaintough.com today. That's M-T-N-T-O-U-G-H.com today. Um, Just a great group of guys, a great program, super easy to follow, super easy to track your results. Um, It's really amazing how just making one small decision and following through on that decision can lead to a series of good decisions that just open up universes of possibilities. So check them out today, mtntuff.com. That's mountaintuff.com. Also, don't forget to visit tanglefree.com and enter the promo code PASSION at checkout to get free shipping on anything you purchase. What do I mean by anything? Anything. Think of how much you can save if you're ordering bulky items like decoys or blinds. Um, support the companies that support this show. Go to tanglefree.com, enter passion, P-A-S-S-I-O-N, at checkout for free shipping. Finally, if you haven't subscribed to the show yet, why not? Please do so. Wherever you listen, either on iTunes or Spotify or Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, Podbean, we're on all of those. Please follow and subscribe. It helps drive the show up the charts. Uh, is that it? Yeah, I think so. So thanks again for joining us today and until the next episode, bye-bye y'all.